Are you ready? Welcome to Radio Grognard, King Size, the OSR podcast with more stuff with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya folks, old man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. It's a nice day. All right, parties, party of adventurers, the ideal party and the not so ideal party. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to do's, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We'll talk about that after this. So here it is. I know an ideal party for something like D&D covers all your bases. I mean, that's, that's true for any genre or any game. It's a, it's a, the ideal is supposed to with the players like okay we got a fighter we got a cleric we got a magic user we got a thief we're good well okay fine you may be good but what if you don't have one of those or maybe you have more than one of something else and you're missing something as a GM you should impress that upon your players. I mean, there are some players who do utility characters. I've done utility characters before. You know, that's when you say, hey, um, what do we need in the party? I'll, you know, I'll write one up. And, you know, there's a lot of people, players and GMs, who don't like that. They're like, no, play what you want. Well, sometimes what the player wants Ain't good for the game. I don't know. You know, it, it happens. Let's let's take this step by step here. Say you have a party. You don't have a fighter. That's a problem. Now, if you have a beefy enough cleric, you may you may get through that. And you know, the other say you have like two clerics, a thief, and a wizard. Okay, fine. You got a lot of magic, but you know, you need a frontline guy. Well, you can hire always hire one, hirelings and henchmen and all that kind of stuff. Or, like I said, if one of the clerics can step up and say, okay, I'm a fighting priest, go. But what if you only have one cleric? You know, what if you have like a cleric and something else and a, and a wizard and a bard? Well, the cleric's going to have to step up and it's going to endanger the party's ability to, to recover and heal. Because, you know, he's up in the front lines. He can't exactly break off on that, uh, on that orc over there just to lay on hands to somebody. And if he gets killed, ooh boy, that's trouble. That's the point where my characters go, okay, we're going back to town. Let's get out of here. Uh, what if you don't have a, a mage? That's a possibility. And if you have the other three... Um, well, takes the thief can take scrolls, uh, magic items, so you can use those in a clutch. I've 
I'm some of these I played. I played are are rather GM'd. I've GM'd people without magic, without healing. It happens. You know, then and oh, another thing without clerics, how are you gonna turn those undead? You know, that's one of the secret that was one of the things that the cleric carries in his hip pocket because if he is a frontline fighter and you're fighting undead, if I'm playing a cleric, the first thing I'm gonna do is gonna try and turn him. That don't work? Okay, wait in. But anyway, like I said, no mage, you know, take some take some scrolls, take some magic items. Things like that. What if you don't have a thief? Well, somebody's going to have to check for traps or be very, very, very careful on how they, you know, how, how they approach something like a locked door in a dungeon. You know, it doesn't, t- I mean, yes, thieves have finesse and they have thieves' tools, but it doesn't take a thief to understand their, the, the, if something's if a door is glowing, there's something wrong, or if a chest has a bad smell, there's something wrong. So you got to start taking common sense um, as far as sneaking around. Well, you can't sneak around, so you know, as good as a thief, but you could possibly do it. You don't get the backstab or anything, but you could possibly have a character who can do it. It's just that they've got to roll really, really good. There's probably a dex roll or something like that. Okay, no cleric. That's an easy one, sort of. Take healing potions. Stock up on healing potions. I don't care if they're expensive. Stock up for, on them. And if they are expensive, you better pick your fights carefully. Very carefully. And if you're dealing with undead, you're just going to have to deal with them. No turning, no nothing like that. You won't have anybody to lay on hands if you get hurt, so take those healing potions. Yes, they can be expended. Yes, they can be broken, but take them anyway. Uh, I had a, I have, uh, my character Lojak in the Eberron game has a, Parapt of stabilization. I can't remember the, what it's called. But basically, if I go down, if I go down to like zero hit points or negative hit points, I don't have to make, and this is fifth edition, so I don't have to make death saves because that parapt that I always have on me will automatically stabilize my character. So I can't do anything, but I can't get worse unless somebody attacks me again, of course. You know, that's the kind of stuff you have to have around. I mean, you know, a party without any cleric and a bag of holding full of scrolls or something. Uh, I'm not a bag of holding versus healing. Well, scrolls too, if you don't have a, a mage. So what I'm saying is you have, you know, you have to deal with these things. And there's no reason why you can go with an incomplete party. Because sometimes you just don't have the players or anything. That's also what NPCs are for. That's also what hirelings are for. Hirelings and henchmen, you know, if they need you need something specific, go hire them. They will come along. You know, they may not fight, if only in self-defense. And if you're taking a major a sage, they're going to be in the back of the party anyway. So, you know, yeah, they're expensive. They, because they are being, you're paying extra for their specialized skills and knowledge. 
they're not just like, you know, watch the horses or carry my backpack or something. You know, they're, they're, they're a specialized type of hireling. And you've got to, you know, you've got, you just pay the man, you know, pay the girl, whatever, you know? So, so there are ways to compensate for this. It may not be perfect, but this is something that they have to think to do. I've been in games where like, where I've GM'd it and by the second session, it's like, you know, you guys don't have X, yet you're doing this. Okay, whatever. If I'm a player character and we don't have a, um, a mage, damn right I'm going to go get some scrolls. We don't have a cleric, especially if we don't have a cleric. Healing potions are the order, order of the day. Unless you can find an NPC cleric to go with us. And even then you're going to... With clerics, it's like you're paying the extra, but it's it's a tithe, basically. So, so yes... Yes, seek these people out. There is a reason henchmen and hirelings are around. I'm speaking, of course, of an from an OSR perspective, but that applies to even the current edition. You know what I'm saying? It applies to that, too. So that's something you have to impress upon your party, and they have to think about. And you have to think about it, too. Are you going to have these characters ready for them? Are you going to have NPCs for them? I would, in my prep, I would make a list of NPCs that they could possibly take. The older modules used to do that, too. I mean, you get pre-gen characters back in the back of the modules sometimes. They're not like pre-gen characters. They can be NPCs. You know, you want to hire this guy? Okay, fine. Uh, we got a mercenary fighter here. It's going to cost you 150 gold and half up front or something like that or share the loot or something, you know. So, yeah, it's going to be out-of-pocket expense, but you've got to plan for that. That's all part of the group up hit, uh, uh, upkeep. That's their overhead, you know, along with, you know, healing if you need it, raising if you need it, food, um, transportation, you know, carrying stuff, mules, things like that. That's all part of the deal. Now, an ideal situation for that is if they get part of, if they become part of a merchant caravan and they are hired to protect said caravan. If you remember the old TV series Wagon Train, where they had Ward Bond taking people from the east to the west in a whole season, then they go back and you know do it again next season. And they would have specialty people there who helped. Anybody, a anybody is there a doctor here? Oh, good, good. Come here. Something happened. That kind of thing. So you have that. Have those NPCs ready and raring to go if they need them, because chances are they will. You can't always get the perfect party, uh, because you just can't. And as a GM, I'm not going to be sadistic enough to play to their weaknesses. I'm going to play to their strengths. You know, I may put something in there every once in a while. They may be in over their head for, about, but they've got to learn to either deal with it or go away. That's the whole deal. So, you know, think about what what's in the book and thing. There are several, several books that have great chapters on hirelings and stuff. Uh, once again, I'm going to say, get your hands on, even in PDF form, of the 
first edition AD&D Dungeon Master's Guide. They got a whole chapter in there showing you regular hirelings, specialty hirelings, how much they're going to cost per day. And I know you're a GM, you can set the cost or whatever, but again, you have to have something. To me, you know, it's your game, but you have to have something to go on. You know, once again, benchmarks, benchmarks, benchmarks. Okay, this is the benchmark for the equipment and supplies. They're going to charge, you know, the, the basic, it's it's five gold pieces for this thing, but in this town, they're rare, so they're 10, that kind of thing. You know how, you know how it goes, the drill. I mean, G, GMs do that all the time. Same thing with hirelings and henchmen. Oh, they want to use a, sta- a sage. Well, there's a percentage chance in this town that maybe one that's specializing in what they need to know is there. Okay, I rolled. Oh, there is. What is he going to charge? Let's see. It says here uh, um, $100 per hour, like five gold pieces per hour. Hmm. He's the only guy in town, so he can charge more because he has a monopoly in that town where they are. So, you know, it's all cause and effect. It's all all supply and demand. It comes, it comes down to supply and demand. And he's going to charge even more if you expect him to go with them. They expect them to go with him. You, you know what I'm saying. They expect him to go with the party. You know, that, then he becomes a, a functional hireling and you're not going to leave him, you know, you're not going to expect him to go down the dungeon with you, but, or I wouldn't expect him to go down the dungeon with me, but I expect him to stay with the horses or sp- stay at camp so when we get back, we can use his knowledge, and he would be well paid for it. So there's other things. You know what I would hire? I would hire a cleric, or I'd like to get a cleric, or even a fighter. I don't know about a thief. Um, who is a barrister? He was also a bar- he's also a lawyer. Just. So you have some kind of backup. If you go in a town, he may know about this town. Okay, the laws are this way. The laws are that way. Uh, I mean, yeah, players are going to stumble into trouble no matter what. But if they had a had a player or had an NPC who could advise them on that, he'd be worth his weight in gold or whatever gold you want to pay him. So there are other specialties like that. So think about that. Think about it. Impress it upon your characters. Look, you guys aren't going to have the best party. I mean, in my Castles and Crusades game, I had a list of these from from uh, another game, Warriors of the Red Planet, which is a Night Owl Games, really good company. And it was basically, that was uh, playing a John Carter Mars type thing where, you know, sci-fi techno magic. And they had a list of this one character class all the inventions. And what I did was they ran into a hermit who had all these inventions wanting him to field test them. And he showed them how to work. They showed him how to do this. So, And it was basically adapting spells to a physical thing. And what I liked about it as a GM is the fact that that physical thing didn't always work. Because... You're, remember, he's he's expecting you to field test them. I've told you before, uh, my my friend Jimbo had a goop gun. They, you know, hold on to it and fire it. It was basically a web spell in a gun. And it, it would pin people to the wall and they couldn't get, you know, that kind of thing. 
Well, I got to the point where it's like he's using this way too much. So the last, the next time he used it, I had it overload and he had to throw it before it exploded into the whole room getting gooped. And he was lucky. He was very lucky on that. So, so you can adapt. That's, that's how you adapt magic items and things like that. Anyway, I got to go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognard at gmail.com or drop me a voicemail on Anchor. We're monetized. So as little as 99 cents a month, 99 cents a month, you can, you can help this program and I would thank you. And if you want to do a single donation, you can go to my Ko-fi page, ko-fi.com slash oldmangrognard or my PayPal tip jar, paypal.me slash oldmangrognard. Let me thank these people who do give to me monthly. Gilbert Suarez, Juan Carlos Llewellyn, Benjamin Brodell, John Allen Large, and Aaron. Thank you very much. For other good podcasters, Dan Gregg's The Jung, Y-U-N-G, Jung Grognard Podcast, Kevin at the Red Caps Podcast, Daniel Norton's Bandits Keep Podcast, Randy and Joe's Biggest Geekest Podcast, Big John Allen Large's The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tankar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. You got questions? You got comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. Tune in next time when Radio Grognard King Size is on the air. <laughs>